So let's continue our fellowship. What book are we in in the Bible? Leviticus. Very good. And who wrote Leviticus? Huh? Moses. It's, it's God breathed. It's God's word, but it came through man. Um, and so we're going to cover another offering. What offerings have we covered so far? Burn offering. Meal offering. And tonight we're going to cover sin offering. Christ as our sin offering. Everybody's got a sheet, right? Okay, so we want to back up a little bit and see how this fits into the grand scheme. Number one says God's need for a wife fulfilled. It's fulfilled. And you have Genesis and Revelation. So you got Genesis, what chapter is that verse in? Genesis 2. So Genesis 1 and 2, we call these the bookends. And then the verse below that is in what book? And what? 21. Okay, so you got 21 and 22. So in these two chapters, you can see a clear view of God's purpose. Because it's in chapter 3 when Satan enters, and it's in chapter 20 when he's dismissed. He's without a job. He gets fired. <laughs> you caught it, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I got it. What does that mean, he gets fired? Well, I mean, he, he, he's going to get fired. <laughs> what, do you, what, do you, what do I mean he gets fired? Legafire. Legafire. <laughs> Which is what he deserves. Because of all the rebellion, all the uh, pain, suffering, um, serious things he's damaged man with. So that's his lot. Uh, that was his decision to rebel against God. He had a free will to do that. He, did, he made that decision, so he suffers the consequences. And he wants to pull man with him. Misery loves company. So he likes to pull as many people, especially young people, into his purpose and away from God as possible. So he's on the prowl. He's on this campus. He's got a prince overseeing this campus who has authority from Satan to uh, damage man, to ruin man, so man cannot be used by God to fulfill man's created purpose, which is to be filled with God and be uh, God's expression, and even, like, like we say here, be a wife to God. That may sound a little bit strange to your ear if you're visiting tonight, uh, but actually the Bible is a divine, you're going to like this next word, romance. All you young people like to have romance. Well, this is the divine one. This is, uh, this is a real romance. This isn't Hollywood. This isn't make-believe. This is a real deal with the real God and uh, the real appearing of God through Jesus Christ and the real purpose of man, which is to be joined to his creator and become uh, the, the wife. It says uh, God is our husband. So this first point, let's read Genesis 2.18. Go. And Jehovah God said, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helper as his counterpart. Okay, Genesis chapter 2, and then uh, Revelation 
21.2. Let's read that. And then I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as the bride adorned for her husband. Now this is uh, new, new heavens and new earth. This one will be dissolved. Enjoy it while it's here, but it's not for eternity. There will be a new heaven and a new earth, and this uh, holy city, which is a composition of God's people who are uh, filled with God, is coming down out of heaven from God. So it won't be in heaven. It will be on the new, heaven, new earth. And it's prepared as a bride, which means uh, it's his wife. It's actually, this verse talks, it's at the end of the thousand-year period. So the bridal ceremony, the thousand years is concluded, and now the bride is the wife for eternity. So this is God's desire. Uh, you may wonder why these, how these two verses are connected. Anybody want to take a guess how we connect 2.18? Why do we put 2.18 and 21 together, uh, Revelation 21? What's the connection? Genesis 2, um, God makes a counterpart or a, a bride for man, and then in Revelation 21, we see uh, the new Jay um, looking like a bride. Looking like a bride. So 2.18, he's talking, uh, he's looking at man. 126 says man is in God's image according to his likeness. So man has God's image. This is, you're looking at a photograph of God, God's image, and God's likeness. Special. Man is very special, not like the other things. I think last week we saw everything was created its own, according to its own kind. Is that right, last week? According to its own kind, according to its own kind, according to its own kind. When you get to man, not according to its own kind, according to God's kind. So you could say he is a photograph. He is a, he's an image and likeness of God. And so God is looking at him. We use this illustration in the college conference. And so when God says it's not good for a man to be alone, he's looking at his own image and likeness, so he sees himself. So when he says it's not good for man to be alone, he's talking about himself. It's not good for me to be alone. That was all eternity. I think the most recent data says the universe is about 14 point something billion years old. So all eternity before that, God was longing not to be alone, and so he went about creating. It's not good for me to be alone. Great, thank you. Okay, so that's the big picture. Uh, the problem comes in in uh, point number two. Let's read point number two together, the caption there. Go. Okay, so EJ, why don't you come on up here? And um, Alicia, how about you come on up? Yeah. <coughs> okay. So uh, this is a. Uh, Y'all know this couple, right? Right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so he'll be. Uh, God, and this is um, when he made man, this was his intention uh, to have a wife, 
And so just as Alicia was made for EJ and EJ for Alicia, we are made for God. And God brought us forth for himself. So this was his intention. But, I'll use you again now, not so good guy. (laughs) Someone else appeared on the scene and decided, uh, I'm going to be God. I'm going to be glorified. I'm going to take man for myself. So he intervened. Before God could have his bride, (laughs) he came in and took her out and actually joined himself to her. So now, how do, you, how do you feel, God? So you've been, you've been planning this for eternity. You finally brought forth in your top creation. You got all the animals, the plants, everything. And isn't she beautiful? Yes. You made her. Yeah. She's yours. So just when you're going to begin the marriage, this guy takes her out. How do you feel? Not good. Not good. (laughs) It's not good, is it? So what are you going to do? I mean, what are your options? This is a problem. Just hang on there for a minute. Therefore, just as, I'm reading 5.12, just as through one man sin entered into the world. Okay, you can sit down there. We got we got you pictured here. Sin entered in the world, and through sin, death, and thus death passed on to all men, because all sinned. So now, we, the human beings, are ruined by Satan, and it says here, by injecting himself into our flesh. And look at Romans 7. It says... Verse 8, why don't you read 8, girl, sisters on 8, brothers on 11, alternating, go. But sin, seizing the opportunity through the commandment, worked out in me, coveting of every kind, for without the law, sin is dead. Seizing the opportunity through the commandment, deceive me, and through it, kill me. Here, you can hang on to it. For I do not do good which I will, but the evil which I do not will, this I practice. Yeah, so this is a real problem. Sin came in, and through sin, death entered into the world, and death passed on to all men. And then in Romans 8, you can see sin personified. In verse 8, it says it seized. Seizing the opportunity, it worked out coveting. So it's something working in us. And then 11 says, seizing the opportunity, it deceived me and killed me. So it's operating, something living, killing. To kill you, it's got to be something living, operating. And then uh, 17 says, it's no longer I, but then sin dwells in me. So now we got this... uh, Sin living in us, it says, sin dwells in me. So now in our flesh, 
sin is dwelling, for I do not do the good which I will, but the evil which I do not will, this I practice. So we're practicing evil. And if what I do not will, this I do, it's no longer I, but it's sin. So it's I'm not in control anymore. Something is in me. It's actually Satan's evil nature. And you could even say Satan himself injected himself into our flesh. All flesh is sin. So there's no good flesh. It may be painted up, may act nice, it may do good things sometimes, it may do bad things sometimes, but it's no good. It can make itself look good, but actually it's for itself. It's making itself look good so it can get glory, it can be uh, noticed, it can be uh, uh, called out. So it's all evil within, okay? So what are you going to do? I gave you some time to think about it. What are you going to do, God? This is your beautiful bride who is now contaminated and, and, yeah, and death is operating. Firstly, her spirit was deadened. Our spirit was deadened. That's reaching out to our soul. And eventually our body, it'll, death will consummate its operation. Sin, which is Satan, will consummate its operation in us by wiping us out totally. Spirit, soul, and body. So you got a problem. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Going to send Christ to die in the flesh. Okay. <laughs> you got a couple of choices. One, you can just um, take her out. I mean, she finished her off because she's no good to you. She's no good. You, you're not going to marry. Uh, Satan. So you can just uh, you can just uh, let damaged goods go. Okay, that's one option. And then you mentioned the second option is what? You're gonna do what? Send come send my son. Your son. Wait a minute now. Myself. <laughs> no, you're good. You're on the right track. You mean you're going to as God? You're going to enter. The human race? Yes. And get Satan out. And get Satan out. So you're going to try to recover yes. this one by joining the human race and taking out Satan. Yes. How are you going to get Satan out of her? The cross. The cross. Your death on the cross is going to deal with that problem? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I like it. All right, good. Okay, y'all can. (laughs) So, uh, God's solution, the first step. It's not the complete, but he's got to do something. So this is where we get into Leviticus on Christ as our sin offering. And let's have uh, read again. How about the guys first and the girls? Uh, go, guys. One. Then Jehovah spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, If anyone sins without intent in any of the things which Jehovah has commanded not to be done, and does any one of them, if the anointed priest sins so as to bring guilt upon the people, 
Very good. So I think uh, you probably picked up the pattern uh, in the last two offerings that there's an offering uh, which typifies Christ. This is Old Testament. It was actually carried out with physical animals. Uh, it's not done that way today. Uh, and these, uh, these animals represented were types of a coming sacrifice that would solve the problem. This had to be repeated again and again and again. And in Hebrews it tells us that Christ was offered up once for all. And so he was a, this type is short and that it doesn't give a complete explanation and realization of how effective uh, the death of God's son is. You can imagine the death of a bull and the uh, what that is able to accomplish versus the death, not just of a man, but a sinless God-man and what that can uh, accomplish. So it's very short in explaining the whole uh, effect of uh, Christ's death, but it, it helps us pick up the fact of an offering. Without an offering, there's no forgiveness of sin. So uh, this next point here emphasizes, and I want to dwell on this, and I want, you to, I want you to pick up on this. So we're going to, I'm going to explain a little bit, then I'm going to give you a little time with your neighbor to uh, practice getting into this, and we're going to have some uh, people speak this, these points. Uh, when Christ died in the flesh, so this, this occurred, we're going to focus in, drill down on this point, these points. This was accomplished in his flesh, and then if you read 5, all five items in point four above are, are dealt with in us when we take, that is, apply Christ as our sin offering. This is the efficacy of the sin offering. So I want to broaden your view that we're not just talking about sin alone, but wrapped up with sin, there's a host of problems, and this sin offering deals with all of these. And Christ was able to deal with all these as being the sin offering. So it's, it's greater, it's far more reaching than just a matter of dealing with sin. I think next week we'll be on the trespass offering or the week after, and that represents our sins, plural, and I think all of you are aware that sin is the nature of Satan that got inside. If I had a Alicia back up here, or you, it's what got in us when we fell, and so it, it dwells in us. It's alive in us. It's actually not just Satan's evil nature, but it's actually himself, his nature. So we got that in this flesh. Uh, so that is sin that dwells in us. And then because that dwells in us, uh, this verse in 2 says, If anyone sins without intention... You know, we sin with intention, and we sin without intention. How is it we can sin without intention, without even trying? We sin. How is that? Broken 
I mean, I, I exercise not to sin, but I just unintentionally do. How is, why, how, how is it that this talks about if anyone sins without intention? So it must be talking about something in us. And it matches Romans 7, 19 and 20 and, and 2. For I do not do the good which I will. I don't do it. I want to do good. I want to be a good girl. I want to be a good boy. I want to obey God. For I do not do the good. I want to, but I don't do it. But the evil which I do not will, this I practice. And look at 20. But if what I do not will, what I do not will, this I do, conclusion, it's not me. I'm, I'm out of control. I, so, Unintentionally, it just, it's just working in us, working us. So this is a problem. So we're talking about the sin nature. <clears throat> so when Christ came, he died in the flesh. So this is already accomplished. And verse uh, number five, sorry, it says when, when uh, we take Christ... That means apply him. That means exercise to offer him up. When we apply Christ as our sin offering, then all these things that Christ dealt with on the cross are dealt with in us. They're not dealt with in us unless we're taking Christ as our sin offering. Okay, let's read through them. A. How about the girls? A. Sin in the nature of fallen man was contempt. And give us a verse for that. For that which the law could not do, and in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in the likeness of the flesh of sin, and in concerning sin, condemned sin in the flesh. Good. Okay, so the first thing I want you to memorize that Christ dealt with was sin. Not sins. Sin, singular. Okay, guys, on the next one. Our old man was crucified. Verse? Verse? Our old man has been crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be in the hope that we should no longer serve sin as slaves. Okay. So back to A, it's, uh, the key phrase is condemn sin in the flesh. You can underline that. That's the last five words. And then the key phrase in B, brothers, is where? Our old man has been crucified with him. Underline that. If you can't get the whole verse, at least you can get the main thought of the verse and possibly the reference. Okay, back to the girls. <clears throat> Very good. And where is the key phrase there? Call it out. He might destroy him. Who has the might? You know, death is mighty. Just in the last two or three weeks, there's been three or four people I've known that have passed away. It's just 
the older I get, the, I think the more that's going to be happening. And then one day, I'll take my last breath because there's the might of death. But that's not the final story for believers. Okay, uh, the devil. Okay, then D, brothers. Okay, we didn't have room, but that is the uh, same verse as under E. Let's all do E together. The ruler. Okay, and that verse all together. Okay, so uh, for D, what part of that verse applies to D? The world was judged. Okay, got it. That's the part, first part. And then the ruler of this world has been cast out. So there you have that verse you can use for both D and E. John 21, sorry, John 12, 31. <laughs> so Christ uh, dealt with these problems. Uh, we got indwelt by sin, by Satan. That resulted in our person becoming old. An old man, the Bible calls an old man. That's an unregenerated person because they're indwelt by sin and they're part of the old creation and they're dying with the old creation. So that is a sad affair. And the person causing this, uh, Satan, uh, also was taken out on the cross and the world was judged so judgment came God condemned the world judged the world uh, it's like Noah's day when the world was flooded this age has been judged so if you're hoping in this age if you're if you're you're think your futures in this age if you're uh, counting on this age you're on the Titanic and it's going down so what are you supposed to do jump ship this thing is sinking because it's got God's judgment stamped on it. That's why we got all the problems we got. And the ruler uh, was cast out. He's been cast out. So when this, this occurred, so when we offer Christ as our sin offering, these things are applied to us. So let me ask this. Uh, it says in C, Satan, he might destroy him who had the might of death. Do you believe Satan's been destroyed? Yes. Pretty weak. Do you believe Satan has been destroyed? Yes. Okay, then why is he so active if he's destroyed? Destroyed means finished. When you destroy a person, that means they're done. And why in the prayer meeting then, if he's destroyed, do we pray to bind Satan's activity? If he's destroyed, why all the turmoil in the world? Is he really destroyed? The Bible says he's destroyed. Do you believe the Bible? Yes. He's destroyed. So how do you explain all his activity if he's destroyed? Your college students? 
Don't think the Bible is superficial. You should spend these years of your life digging. Your minds are young. They're open. They're trainable. You should spend hours, not just a year, but even during a week, diving into God's Word. It was young people like you years ago that did this, and that's why we have so much revelation from the Word. But you need to see it yourself. So again, I get, I'm stalling a little bit here so you can come up with your great answer. Explain the two to me, please. He's destroyed? Yes or no? Yes. He's very active, yes or no? Yes. Explain it. College students? What? Is, is it kind of like, I think it was explained to me, um, kind of sort of the way the court system is kind of set up. So, um, yes, Satan was judged, and he's proven guilty, and now he is like on the execution table awaiting his execution. So he's already been judged, and he's going to die, but he's still alive, just awaiting his execution. But he's on that table, and he's going to die. But he is dead. But Is he destroyed? Yes, he's destroyed. I don't get it. <laughs> Is he destroyed? Yes. You ever uh, seen a roach crawling and you just destroy it? <laughs> <laughs> so somebody else help us. I mean, good start, Josh. Is your old man crucified? Yes. Why is he so active? Anybody have trouble with their old man today? Uh huh. Okay, we'll use you again. Amen, Lord. Now you'll be the Son of God. <laughs> you were just man and my image. Or image of God. <laughs> then you had to be Satan, and now you get to be the Son of God. <laughs> so you came here, and when you came, actually, he came in the flesh. What verse do we know? For we know that he came in the flesh. John 1 14. And what does that verse say? The word became flesh. Flesh in the Bible is negative. No good. It didn't say man. Be, man. It said uh, the word became man. It didn't say the word became human. It said the word became flesh. There's nothing good in flesh. So actually, he stepped into flesh, yet without sin. So he never experienced sin. But when he was incarnated, he actually put on the flesh of sin. So actually that verse, that's when he became sin. But he became flesh without the effect of sin. So there's something about his divinity when he entered the flesh. He had all the characteristics of man, yet 
it nullified the sin nature. So he is like us in every respect, yet without experiencing sin or knowing sin. He knew no sin. He never committed sin. A little bit hard to explain. But uh, this is our Christ. And so he went to the cross. And at that point, he bore all the sins of the world. And he, because he became a man, he bore humanity. So he took the human race to the cross and wiped out the old man. He wiped out sin. He wiped out the old man. He destroyed Satan. (coughs) He judged the world. All these things were accomplished by him on the cross. Thank you, Jesus. Let's all say that. Thank Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Say, praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. So when we identify with this, when we offer him to Christ, all the things he accomplished get applied to us. It's only when we offer him that this is effective. Only in Christ was sin dealt with, was the old man defeated, was Satan judged in Christ. So now we have a, a believer, Andy. So Andy is a believer, and he has received Christ. He's identified with Christ. Actually, Andy was there on the cross with Christ. I've been crucified with Christ. So, Andy, was your old man crucified? Yes. So why is it so active sometimes? It's crucified. It's dead. The same reason Satan is so active. He's destroyed. You ready for the answer? Anybody else want to chime in here before we answer this one? Any more thoughts on it? is still in our flesh and it's like become mingled into one which is like why like because um, like that's why Christ specifically had to die in the flesh you're on the right track he is active in our flesh did anybody sin today yes. I did <laughs> that means Satan must still be active in me because it wasn't God doing that anybody else want to add on to Angela yeah Right, so we're in the process. Very good. You're adding on to it. Anybody else? Okay. Just because Satan injected himself into our flesh, he was injected for us. Yeah. Still active. But it says sin has been condemned and Satan has been judged. Yeah.
destroys will what happen. But because it's something that God wants to use man to cooperate with him, mm-hmm. there, there's like this delayed reaction mm-hmm. thing going on. Okay, we're going good. Back up on the cross there, buddy. <laughs> so this is the dividing line between the old creation and the new creation. Over on this side, when we as believers, we got position with him right here, right? I'll just put you in front here so everybody makes sure you see you. Okay, so as believers, when we're acting outside our spirit and according to our soul, we're, part of the, we're still in the old creation. Satan's very active. When we're exercising our spirit and one with the Lord, no Satan, no sin, no old man, it's all, it got left over there. So we as believers get to choose. We have dual status. Actually, this status he wiped out, but we can still linger there. So if you want, if you're a believer and you're having trouble with your sin and Satan, that means you're over here in your flesh, in your mind. You're lingering in the old creation. Christ delivered you from that. And you've offered Christ. So it, it becomes real. The sin offering applies these things to you. So when you're over here offering sin, offering Christ as your sin offering, then Andy, Satan has no power over you. Amen. Sin, the power of sin is annulled. It cannot drive you. It cannot, it's, it's finished. There's no power of sin over here. The world has no pull on you. The ruler's cast out. You're free. Amen. You're a released person over here. So enjoy. And this is where the new creation is. This is where the, this is what this community here tonight is about. We're over on this side with Christ With these five things dealt with. Okay, I think you got it. Good job, bros. Okay, now I'm going to give you some time. I want you to focus on the things when Christ died in the flesh, what happened? And then when you go to apply the sin offering, you tell the Lord, Lord, I take you as my sin offering. I offer you to God. Then these things, Ellie, are applied to you. Satan, gone. Sin, no problem. Right? Because of Christ. Amen. Okay, spend about uh, two or three minutes uh, working on this uh, little section right here, A, B, C, D. I don't know if you want to try to take all of them or take one of them or just do it however you want to. Twos and threes, we'll give you two or three minutes. And then we'll call some of these up. You can, vol- or you can just stand from your chair and you can uh, uh, tell us what all the sin offerings done for you. Okay, so take a few minutes.